And now, live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, here's the voice of the Monarchs, Ted Alexander on the ODU Sports Radio Network. And we once again say good evening to you from a festive Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Rain, shine, whatever, nothing's going to keep us from our appointed route. And that's talking about ODU football coming off a 23-20 barn-burning win over Louisiana Tech. It was wonderful for oh so many reasons. You know, everybody works hard, everybody tries hard, and everybody needs a little dessert at the end, a little bit of a payoff at the end. So when you put all that effort, it sort of gives you that little tiny light that you strive for each and every day. We were watching this Monarch football team for, well, ever since August and beyond, work their tails off trying to go 1-0 and each and every rep, each and every practice, each and every day, each and every week. But they just weren't getting that FBS payoff until this past Saturday. For fans of the team that have hung in there through thick and thin, you just want to be able to go back to your house and say to your neighbor who's been busting on you and climbing your crap for weeks... Hey, how about those Monarchs? And we had that opportunity last Saturday in a wonderful performance from the ODU football team. Looking for improvement, head coach Ricky Ronnie, is something you've been looking for ever since you got on campus here at Old Dominion. And we've been talking about you've been seeing, and we've all been seeing those things, but finally it all came together in a wonderful performance in a win against La Tech. Welcome yeah. to your show. Yeah, I was just really proud uh, of the guys that they just kept battling back you know i mean we had to come back a couple different times and and uh you know like you said you know six lead changes you know which is pretty incredible and and, and we were able just to keep coming back and keep coming back and, and there was that was an experienced team you know and obviously a very experienced head coach uh so i i, I thought it said a lot about our team that we were able to just keep battling back you know each and every time you know they took the lead and and uh, i was just proud of the guys that you know they never lost lost their confidence they never lost uh you know their will to fight and and you know came out on top a season low three penalties for old dominion this past saturday after going for 13 against western kentucky we've been talking about the penalties all year long now granted from game to game they're different scenarios and different uh, situations pop up but three penalties is three penalties coach that's pretty good yeah you know i mean i i thought that crew was pretty consistent in the fact that they let us play on both sides of the ball you know i thought there was you know obviously there was probably some we could have got called on and there were certainly some other ones they could have got called on but they were they were calling it consistent and that's all i've asked all season long is that i just want it to be called consistently uh, from beginning to end and i thought that crew did a nice job with that you know they, what i mean i mean they, they didn't there wasn't anything I, I can't imagine, and I'm sure there were, but I, 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 I can't imagine that Coach Holtz was too upset about too many of the calls. Um, I, I can think of a couple that he might have been, but there was a few that I, I was upset about it too, but the fact of the matter is that they weren't calling it on either side, and that's all you can ask for. Would you rather have them let guys play a little bit more or be really tight? No, I'd rather let them play. I mean, I, you know, I mean, you can... We can throw a flag on every single play. No one's there to see them. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's let them play a little bit. And, and, and that means that, hey, wideouts, you're going to have to, you know, be a little bit more physical in your separation. Uh, you know, defensive linemen, you're going to have to, you know, get a little bit, you know, more physical and, and get loose and keep fighting and doing all those sort of things. I, 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 it, it works on both sides. It's not like it only benefits the offense or benefits the defense. So I certainly would rather have them play. How soon do you realize in a game how it's going to be? You know, it takes a while. I mean, you probably don't even recognize it until the second half um, of, of what's going on because there was still, you know, we, we had the offensive pass interference penalty, which, you know, obviously 
Huge they, penalty. If anybody can read lips, I, I wasn't very happy about that one. And, and uh, I think that's why they put us behind you so we don't have to see those performances. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't pleased on that one. I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, those sort of things, uh, uh, those sort of things happen. But so at that point, I'm thinking, man, they're calling everything. You know, and really, you know, what was that was our second penalty of the game at that point. So uh, it, it's one of those things where you probably don't recognize it until the second half. When you see a penalty like that, you're obviously going to go back and look at the film. We saw the replays, and the replays didn't look like he did anything uh, incorrectly on that particular play. And it's got to be really disheartening, infuriating, and everything in between if you're the coach, the teammates, or especially the player that's been flagged on such a huge play like that. Well, I can see why they called it. Um, because, you know, he does kind of put his hands up and, and, and it almost looks like he's blocking the player. Uh, he was defending himself because the guy was going to run him over. And, and they've changed the rule where technically the offensive player is supposed to get out of the way, but I think that's just so insane because it doesn't – they don't call it that way all the time. You know what I mean? So I don't understand why, why, why that's a thing. You know, so I think we've just got to look at those rules in general and understand that picks and rubs are going to be – are going to happen all the time. And, and – those are the things as a coach you get so frustrated about. It's because they happen every time you're in man coverage or picking a rub happens. So why why are sometimes it's called and sometimes it's not? And so I understand why they called it. Um, do I agree with the call? No, but I I I, I it was valid. I, I'm not gonna after seeing it. I'm not gonna fight it that much. But it just it's one of those things that that's a hard one to deal with just because it happens literally every play there's man coverage. The nice thing is. That was just one of three penalties, only three penalties for the Monarchs. And you talk about uh, uh, the, the hidden yardage in a game and all those types of things. It gives you such an advantage when you don't give away the yards. Yeah, I mean, I mean you think about just like, you know, it's hard to, uh, you know, like that one. We got a bunch of yards actually on the actual play, right? But it's hard sometimes to see what is those hidden yards and what aren't because it's hard to track Because they're hidden. Time. Yeah, they are. They, there you go. You got me on that one. They are hidden. And uh, But, you know, I thought we did a nice job on special teams in the game. Uh, they made, obviously, the one play with the with the fake punt that was caused because their head coach, you know, Old Dominion's head coach is an idiot. But other than that, the, I thought everything else played out really, really well. Um, obviously, uh, Lamarion James getting that kickoff return was awesome. And then the big punt return, um, you know, by Isaiah was huge. Um, and then, you know, Nick hitting those field goals, you know, I mean, what can you say about a guy coming up clutch? You know, that that was huge. We're going to talk more about that contest. We're going to get you ready for the trip to Miami and a game against FIU's Panthers coming up on Saturday. Also, in our Meet the Staff segment, we'll hear from D-line coach Victor Iracansi. Coach Vic joins us and number nine, Marcus Haynes, the defensive end. He's got eyes on this job right here. And we'll talk to him about that as the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union is up and running. We're at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Rain or shine, this place you want to be for delicious food and wonderful beverages. And the folks here are oh so nice to us. The fans are here. And we'll be back in 30 seconds after this from our title sponsor, Chartway Federal Credit Union. It's time to get in the game, Monarch fans. Coach Ricky Ronnie here letting you know you can score every day with the new ODU credit card from Chartway. Show your Monarch pride and earn points on every dollar you spend with the ODU Visa credit card from Chartway. You can redeem points for cash, travel, and more. Plus, get introductory balance transfer offers when you make the switch. Visit Chartway.com Monarchs for details or visit a Chartway branch nearest you. Chartway, official credit union of ODU Athletics. Go Monarchs! 
Back here with head coach Ricky Ronnie, the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, 2320. We talked about the six lead changes. And when you're in a heavyweight bout like that, just haymakers from both sides, or, or even just little jabs from both sides, but when you know, can you tell early it's going to be that kind of game? Yeah, I thought that, you know, early both defenses were playing well. Um, and I think probably both offenses felt like they missed some opportunities early in the game. And, and so it, it was going to be one of those things like who's going to break through first and, and, and that sort of deal. But, you know, I kind of knew going into it it was going to be a, fr- a pretty close contest, you know, just, just based on watching the tape and all those sort of things. So, you know, I, I told our guys we were going to have to be ready for 60 minutes of war. And, and uh, you know, that's what it was, uh, 59-58. So, I mean, well, so it, was, it, was, it was a lot of it. Perhaps we should have told you this before because we've got some inside information. There's a reason it was a punt fest early through the first quarter. It's because the CBS Sports Network hadn't joined the telecast yet because of an overrun of a game earlier. So they didn't want any real action to go by, any scoring to go by until they got to SP Ballard Stadium. So that's why the whole delay was on there. I don't know what plays you were calling, but we were just waiting for the network to catch us. I had no idea that that had happened. So uh, I, I would imagine I, I would have thought my mo- my mother would have told me that she was watching it back in Colorado. But I think she was just happy that we won, so she forgot to she left that part out. She was also happy with that defense. Monarchs hold the Bulldogs to just 59 rushing yards. Yeah, they didn't come in a huge rushing team, but that number, 59 yards, means so many different things. Talk about what it means for a team when you're trying to defend. Well, against a team that, you know, maybe they hadn't been rushing the ball well, uh, you don't want to be the team that gets them started, you know. And so we were able to make them one-dimensional, and I thought that was really key because then we were able to pin our ears back and, and, and get some twists going on, on third down. You know, we hit the quarterback a lot. We didn't necessarily sack him, but we hit him a lot, and, and you know, we didn't finish the game, you know. And so I, I think that was a huge part of it is being able to stop the run and put him in some third and long situations gave us some opportunities to get after the quarterback. On the other side of the ball, your running game. Blake Watson now not one or two, but three consecutive games over 100 yards. That's a, we know it's, a, it's an ensemble cast there, but talk about the running game and how important that is for Old Dominion's success. Well, our offensive line and tight ends have done such a great job all year, and, and they've created a lot of movement. You know, I think we, we do a great job with that, creating movement, especially inside. You know, I mean, you know, behind uh, Isaac Weaver, he does just such a great job of getting us in the right, uh, going to the right people and then getting movement on those interior people. But, you know, Blake's, you know, for a guy who really hasn't played running back that much in his career, to be able to hit those holes in the, in the uh, you know, the A and B gap is, has been huge. And uh, he's been very, very reliable at the end of games for us, and, and uh, this game is no exception. There's some plays where he shoots like he's out of a cannon to a hole. There are other plays when he sort of, for lack of a better term, Le'Veon bells it and waits for something to happen. Describe the two differences there. Well, it's, it, it's kind of, it's not like they're necessarily in the play call. Uh, it's, it's a little bit more uh, what's happening up front, uh, how the linebackers are fitting and doing some things like that. So I think he, that's where he's probably made the biggest stride in his game is having that patience. Uh, I can only think in my top of my head, you know, maybe two runs where I didn't agree with his read. Now, one of them would have been a 94-yard touchdown that he knows. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, the other ones, I, I, I think, he, you know, he's really getting much, much better at his reads and, and, and being consistent with those, which the offensive linemen love. 
You mentioned the linebackers. What other keys is he looking for? Because he's got to make these decisions within a second and a half, right? Yeah, I mean, the down linemen are obviously part of it uh, and the movement we're getting on those guys. And then it's it's the linebackers. It's both linebackers, you know, whether they're plug fitting, which means they're coming downhill right now, whether they're back gapping uh, with all the split zone we do. Uh, it just it, it kind of depends on a number of different factors. And, and his eyes, you, you just got to train your eyes to kind of open up and see it all at once. And, and it becomes more of a feel thing than anything, but you'd like to be able to, you know, make the right decision, you know, over 80% of the time. And right now I feel like he's doing that. He's also got the speed to get the edge if he decides to take it outside. You saw that a number of times. You think the play's bottled up and he's still doing his homework and he hasn't uh, submitted the test yet because he's going outside. Yeah, and, and, and I'm ready for him to break one of these for a real, real long one here pretty soon. I mean, he is just getting tripped up by the shoelace and he's almost stepping out of these things. He's doing some good things. And, and that's a whole other thing. I mean, um, is, is breaking those those third-level tackles, you know, and, and making those guys miss because that's where the really, really big gains come from. And it's also where the, the big gains come from, and that's where you get your 200-yard gains and things like that. One of the things we talked about on the broadcast was how difficult it is for running backs to get healthy and be 100% and therefore be at their best. Talk about your group and how they're, they're battling through, but how, as a running back, you better be ready to be banged up a little bit because it's, it's tough to get over everything 100% in terms of injuries or aches and pains. Yeah, I think it's almost across the board, but especially running back position. I mean, you'll be 100% till about practice three <laughs> on the year, and then uh, after that, it, it, it dwindles quickly. I mean, you're not ever going to be 100%. Uh, obviously, coming off the bye week does help. But you're, you're just never going to be 100% again. But I do think that having as many running backs as we have, being able to get guys in there. I mean, we've had three different guys rush for 100 yards in a game. Uh, you know, that has allowed them to stay a little bit more healthy than maybe they would have. But it is, it, it, you know, playing running back in college football, yes, it's the hits um, when you have the ball. But it's all the pass pro. And now with all the read option game, you take some, you know, you take some big shots when you don't have it. And, and that's where, you know, people probably don't even notice that. There, there, there's a lot more carries on their body than are maybe registered. Yeah, one of the things we're going to be talking with Marcus Haynes about is what he watches when he's watching football. And he, he loves the sky cam. And the sky cam coverage you see really shows you those blocks from running backs when the, the quarterback's in deep trouble and maybe knows nothing about it. And if that guy doesn't cross and, and sell himself out, the whole play's going to go up. Talk about that just a little bit because those guys really have to give it all up for their teammate. Yeah, that's the thing that I think we've made the biggest improvement on so far this year is, is, is pass protection um, and blocking in general. You know, they've done some great things in the perimeter blocking, you know, when we got the ball to our wideouts and things like that as well. Uh, but pass protection is, I mean, because those linebackers, they're going to come downhill and they're going to try to, they're trying to, you know, knock you out or knock you into the quarterback and doing all sorts of things. You know, everyone's like, well, why don't you just cut them? Well, you cut them too close to the quarterback and they just fly into the quarterback. So there's, there's some times where you've got to create that space and, and football's a game of space and, and the running back creating that and pass protection is, is, is a huge part of that. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Thursdays before we get you ready for the game at FIU down in Miami. Special teams, uh, we'll talk about the special teams player of the week in just a moment, but Lamarion James... 101-yard kickoff return for touchdown. La Tech had just scored a touchdown to take some of the momentum of the contest away, and there is no better way to get momentum back, and I would think no more deflating play than a kickoff return for touchdown. Talk about that play from your vantage point. It seems, Coach, like he got up to near where you might be on the sidelines and then said, I'm going straight across the field because that's where the open water is. 
Yeah, I mean, he, I, you know, we got it blocked up really, really well, uh, and then he got he got to about the 35-yard line, and that's and that's usually when you know your your natural ability takes over and speed takes over, and that's what he did. You know, he felt everybody committing, and and he just went right out the back door, and and that was awesome. Uh, it was really, really, really well blocked across the board, which I, I was I was happy with. Is probably one of you know two or three that we blocked that well all season long and and he was able to make it happen and and uh that was a huge game-changing play for us and and uh i always tell guys you never know when that's going to come you know everyone always expects a fourth quarter well this one was in the second and it was a huge play now we've seen in football whether it be the pros or college or even high school so many more fair catches and letting the ball bounce in the end zone does he make that call? Does the scheme that they're trying to defend the kickoff return make the call? How does he, he caught it a yard deep in the end zone and decided to bring it out? That seems to be really rare. That's the point I'm trying to get to. Yeah, no, no, no. There was, uh, it, it's a little bit of both. Some, there's sometimes we're telling him, hey, you're going to fair catch it here. Hey, we're going to let it go, you know, all those sort of things. And then there's other times we trust his decision-making. He's made excellent decisions all year long, and so when we got to that point, we felt like we could get a good return, and uh, so we trusted his decision making, and and uh, he made a good one, and uh, you know, and, and and it would have been a good one even if he wouldn't have ran it back for a touchdown. Right, right, he, right. It, it was the right decision when he got it. It was a little bit low, uh, so yes, it was a yard deep, but it was a little bit low, so they weren't as far down there as as, as they probably should have been, and that's why we were able to get to the thirty yard line, thirty five yard line before he even had to deal with anybody. So. It was a good decision by him, and uh, he's really made those great decisions all year long. We're going to talk about the defensive line work with Coach Vic. Victor Araconsi is coming up. Also, defensive end Marcus Haynes, all part of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Coming up, we'll talk about the special teams player of the week named by Conference USA and how he got there. Also, the coach sticks with his compatriot when it comes to a major fourth down decision that's all coming up part of the ricky ronnie coaches show live from wild wing cafe in chesapeake now this from team monarch partner pepsi pepsi that's what i like dear past present and future football watchers football is back so consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first courtesy of pepsi that haircut appointment seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages it's been so long nope sorry susan not if it's on sunday Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. (sighs) That's what I like. At Optima Health, we care for our members on and off the field. With Optima Health's virtual consults, members can securely connect with a board-certified physician for non-emergency care or behavioral health concerns 24-7 by phone, online, or through video chat. We offer a full suite of health and wellness tools, personal health assessments, and health coaching available on a user-friendly platform. So visit OptimaHealth.com to find out what our team can do for you. Offered by Optima Health Plan. If you're considering starting or finishing your degree online, ODU Online is ready to work for you. Your success is our priority, and we're ready to help you meet your goals. Whether you want to finish your bachelor's degree or graduate with your PhD, browse over 120 programs and find one that matches your ambitions. And count on our support from before you enroll, through graduation, and beyond. Visit online.odu.edu slash team and get in touch today. That's online.odu.edu slash team. You want the primetime games? We have them. You want the big games? We have them. You want Old Dominion football? We have it. ESPN Radio 94.1. 
Lamarian James, he comes out from a yard deep across the 15, the 20. Lamarian James, the 25, heads to the far side. He's got some speed. He's got some room. Lamarian James to midfield. He's to the 40. He's to the 30. Lamarian James down the far sideline. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Lamarian James goes 101 yards, and the Monarchs are back in front. No flags, and man, what a return. He had the speed going right out of the gate and never slowed down. Wow, Lamarion James goes coast to coast. Monarchs retake the lead in a six-lead chain contest on the way to a 23-20 win over Louisiana Tech last week at Cornblow Field at S.B. Ballard Stadium. Welcome back to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. I'm Ted Alexander. Okay, we're going to pick it up in the final moments here, Coach. Uh, Louisiana Tech has the ball on the Old Dominion 45-yard line, game tied 2020. Coach Holtz is down to his third quarterback, and he's got a fourth down to come up with. You can either punt it there and try and pin the Monarchs and, and eat up the last, what, 35 seconds or so, uh, or you can go for it and maybe win the football game, or you can go for it and maybe give the Monarchs wonderful uh, field position with those 30 seconds remaining. You said in our postgame show that you agreed with what Coach Holtz did. What do you think now, and, uh, and what's your reasoning? Yeah, I still agree with it. I, I, I thought it was uh, the right call to go for it. You know, whatever your play call is, is your play call there. But I I, I, the, I thought it was the right call to go for it because, you know, he was on his second or third quarterback, you know, um, and, and, you know, we were playing pretty well in the, in, in the red zone and those sort of things. And our defense was playing really, really well. You were, you were having a hard time running the ball. Um, so in my, in my mind, go win the game right there. I mean, if, you, if he goes and gets 12 yards, they kick a field goal, they win it, you know. So... Uh, and then if not, we still had to make a couple plays to go down and, and, and win the game and then ultimately kick a 46-yard you know, field goal. So I, I thought it was the right call. Uh, I think in those situations, you've got to play to win the game. You tell your guys all the time to not play scared and we're going to play to win and all those sort of things. Well, if you punt right there, you, you're, not, you're not doing it. So uh, you might lose your team right there. So I, I, thought, and, and I thought it was the perfect call. You get the ball, 28 seconds to go. You had all three timeouts. Uh, timeout management, where do you rank that on the degree of difficulty meter when it comes to being a head coach? Yeah, I mean, there's some times where I probably have saved them uh, at the detriment of our team. And, you know, I can think of two in particular, one at Wake Forest and then one this past week. You know, I should have called one on the fake punt. I mean, not when they lined up in that, you know, the pre-snap, but once they went to the line of scrimmage, I should have called timeout. That, was, that wasn't very smart on my part. Um, but I, I think that, you know, you try to save them uh, for situations like this. I thought about running it all the way down uh, when we tied it and then calling timeout. But what I thought about is they are on their second or third quarterback. Hey, our defense is playing so well. Let's stop them and get the ball back and try to win the game in regulation. So, uh, so that's why I didn't do it there. So, I mean, sometimes those things work out well and, and you look like a genius and other times uh, they don't and, and you look like an idiot. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of in terms of those things, it's all about uh, the result. And the result here, I've always heard in a last moment in a two-minute drill, you want to complete the first pass or get the get the chains moving quickly. And you did with a Hayden Wolf, Zach Kuntz, 10-yard play to the LaTeX 45-yard line. And then Blake Watson, three runs, five, three, and eight yards to the 29. Timeout with two seconds left. And Nick Rice, you bring him on, and, and you've got nothing but confidence in this young man, don't you? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, that's why we went with some of those runs there. And obviously the three timeouts were helpful because uh, they're kind of in a tough spot. They can't exactly sell out for run defense, um, but they can't. You know, they, but we can run it, so they're they're in a they're in a rough spot right there. Um, so we were able to run the ball, and and we knew if if we didn't get eight yards on the last one, we could have spiked it, and then we could have you know called whatever play we wanted to and call a timeout again after that. So, but once we got the eight yards, we were right in Nick's range. And then then I knew to run it all the way down and go from there. Do you ever think about? leaving a few extra seconds on there in case, especially when it's not fourth down, in case there's a bobble snap or something screwy like that? Or does that get, you can overthink these things. It'll give you a headache and, and sleepless nights. But what? what, what yeah, I mean, I've done that. I've, I've actually done that in some of the other games. You know, there was another game where, where we, I did that. And, and uh, I don't know, it's almost like you're almost doing a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, yeah, you're going to yep. screw it up. And, and I, I feel like, let's just believe in our guys and go do it. Because it's also like, let's say something gets screwed up. If the ball is bobbled, he can't just spike it in front of him because if he does that, it, once the ball touches the ground, it, then it's intentional grounding, right? So he's got to then take it, and he's got to throw it at the, at the heels of an eligible receiver. So, like, I mean, like, that's a lot of thinking for, you know, for Morty to do. You know what I mean? I mean, so, uh, and yes, have we talked about that? Yeah. Is Morty, uh, I mean, he's actually a genius? Yes, I mean, it, so he probably could. He probably could figure it out. It's probably it's probably not as difficult as I'm making it, but there are some things to go through on that. I've actually never seen anybody do it. Uh, it's one of those things that you talk about all the time, and then you know, there's been a lot of football games I've watched. I've never seen anybody successfully accomplish it. So it, it's one of those things where I, I was just like, hey, we're going to make this kick. We're going to drill. Let's do it. John Morton is the holder for the Monarchs. We'll hear from him in our player profile on the Toyota pregame show on Saturday evening from Miami. He told me that he, ha- he, he, was, he was mad at the way he got the laces. He, he didn't have the laces where he wanted them for Nick Rice, but still 46 yards later that kick was true. Yeah, uh, and, and on our team a lot's been made. I didn't watch the kick. All right. I mean, I, it's not that I didn't think it was going to go through. I was watching the Jumbotron because it's a better angle because – the Marshall game, I thought the kick went through, you know, so um, so I wanted a better angle on it, but then I realized that was stupid because I, the, the thing went through and then the kick wasn't even going through on the Jumbotron yet, so the whole, my, my you know, best laid plans went awry on that one, but, uh, you know, everyone was yelling and screaming and those sort of things, and uh, uh, I have to remember that I'm the head coach still, I got to go across the field and shake the guy's hand, so I was like, oh gosh, I, I felt terrible because, you know, I have nothing but respect for Coach Holtz, and so... Uh, you know, it's one of those, it, 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 I, you know, I'm still learning, right, on how to do some of these things, and now I know uh, i got to be a little bit more stoic at first, then I can freak out later. What type of things do, you, do coaches say to each other after then? Because oftentimes the cameras are there and they want to see something newsworthy or whatever. Is it, it depends on the relationship you have with a particular coach, right? I mean, I have a great relationship with uh, Coach Holtz. I have an even better one with Coach Huff, and I think both times I said good game and he said good game back. I mean, you want to talk—that's not the time, is it? I mean, you want to talk about much ado about nothing. I mean, those those pregame and postgame things are the uh, the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) You're just sitting there, especially the pregame one. You're just talking nonsense. Like no one hates small talk more than me, and it's forced small talk whenever both of you are prepared to do it. And it's like one of the most inane things that we do. I mean, no, you know, I don't understand the whole, it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, it is a, I will tell you, it is a tradition that, Unlike any other. that needs to go away. I mean, it, it's, it's just so dumb, so dumb. <laughs> the payoff is pretty nice. What was it like in the locker room with guys? Again, 
it comes back to the every day you see them working hard and to finally you, you aren't defined every week by success or failure because that comes on a one and no basis each each day but when you finally could go in there with the first old dominion fbs win since november 10th of 2018 it had to be special yeah it was you know you're talking about cbs sports network well they they kept me after to do an interview that they didn't show anybody which is good because i kind of teared up and cried which is you know that's not good so like I, 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 nothing wrong with that yeah nothing i know wrong. but 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 it's even worse now that it's not even out there right so now i just like cry for no reason and uh so i, I i'm doing the whole thing and the guys are waiting inside and then i, I run inside and, and they're all waiting for me and so i jump i run in there and jump and yeah it, it was pretty awesome it was it was a, it was an awesome feeling those guys are were really really excited and, and uh the thing i loved about it is you know, they waited for me, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, we got it going. I think my uh, post-game speech was exactly 42 seconds long uh, because I just wanted them to be able to get back to celebrating with each other, which is what this thing's all about. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Meet the staff coming up with Coach Vic. Also, we'll get our player profile with defensive end Marcus Haynes. It's all happening at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, and we'll be back to talk more football and hear from Coach Vic when we continue. But first, a message from our host location, Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake features hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Wild Wing Cafe is a longtime supporter of Old Dominion football and is home of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. You can't talk ODU sports without great food, and Wild Wing has it. Fabulous finger foods, superb sandwiches, wild wraps, bodacious burgers, scrumptious salads, and we cannot forget about the wings. Choose from chicken feathers, chicken fingers, chicken nuggets, and bone-in or boneless wings. The wings at Wild Wing Cafe feature 33 fresh prepared sauces that will tantalize your taste buds time and time again. Hang out with great people and watch all the games on the TVs at Wild Wing Cafe. There's also an outdoor patio area with cornhole and more. Join the Wild Club. Download the app to unlock rewards and order fresh food. Wild Wing Cafe features dine-in, curbside pickup, and delivery options. Located in Chesapeake at 1437 Sam's Drive off Battlefield Boulevard. Wild Wing Cafe where hospitality meets quality, craft, and creativity. We'll see you at the wing. The Lexus NX is crafted to take on the modern adventure called life. Alexa, what's the quickest route home? With Amazon Alexa compatibility and the advanced Lexus safety system, the Lexus NX is modern utility for the modern world. Because modern obstacles require modern solutions. See Priority Lexus of Newport News and Virginia Beach. Amazon Alexa and all related logos are trademarks of Amazon.com Inc. or its affiliates. Not all Amazon Alexa functionality is available for in-vehicle use. High Val Industries has been proudly serving the military and commercial customers in the Hampton Roads area for over 35 years. High Val specializes in the hydraulic and mechanical repairs on all military and commercial marine vessels. The company's ability to perform efficient, high-quality workmanship and interact as a valuable team player has earned the respect and confidence of its prime contractors, partners, and commercial customers. That's why High Val and the Monarchs are a winning combination. Come join High Val in supporting all of your ODU teams. Look them up at www.highval.com. Your home for college football. Hop on the train, Hampton Roads. Old Dominion Football. ESPN Radio 94.1. Watson, the running back to the right of Hayden Wolf, who looks over his left shoulder the signal. He has the hands up, awaiting the snap. He's got it right now. He's going to hand it. No, he's going to dump it off to Coots. Touchdown, Old Dominion. The play you were looking for, Andy. Leak the tight end. The tight end wide open. 
Wolf hits him. Touchdown, Old Dominion. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Time to meet some of the staff, including defensive line coach Victor Iraconsi. Coach Vic will call you. Coach, thanks for the time tonight. Thank you. It's good to be on here. Defensive line. First thing you think about when you think of a perfect Old Dominion defensive lineman candidate. First thing I think about is discipline and toughness. I want a guy that's disciplined, that'll execute the scheme, do what he's supposed to do on and off the field, and it's tough. That's physically and mentally tough in all situations. How can you teach a guy to understand that it's not always him making the tackle? He might be setting someone else up like a linebacker for a tackle. Well, in D-line, you know, we talk a lot about fundamentals, and those fundamentals are used, you know, like when we're playing base defense and things of that nature. And most of the time, guys are having to play a gap in the half and, and really just use their technique not only to help them make the play, but to make sure everything's clean for those guys behind them. So it's easy to see on film uh, and show those guys how by them knocking the guy back, uh, straining, getting good extension, things of that nature, is helping the guys behind them and helping the defense, which is helping the team. Gave up just 59 yards rushing against La Tech last week. What was the key to that success? The key to that is the kids. I mean, they've done a great job buying in. Coach Siler has a great scheme. Uh, we, we, they've been practicing the right way, having great practice habits. Uh, I think we, uh, we, we tackle well at all three levels of our defense. You know, that's really important when it comes to rushing defense because D-line can be as good as they – as good as any D-line, but you need, obviously, linebackers to fit. And then secondary guys to tackle, and we have that. You know, RT, JoJo, Terry, you know, Roger, Trey, obviously Jordan, and, uh, and Jordan, that linebacker, Ryan Henry. We have all, all guys not only on D-line, but behind us that are making plays and helping us and contributing to that rush defense. How did you find your way into coaching? You got your degree to Oklahoma State. How did you find your way into the coaching game? Well, my, for me, playing Oklahoma State, I went into it saying I was either going to play in the NFL or get into coaching. So I already had a plan kind of different than most guys, but I had some injuries that accelerated that plan. So I was able to get into Oklahoma State, um, you know, my last year there as a student assistant technically, which kind of accelerated my uh, development as a coach. And uh, obviously more than anything, just being around the right people, good people, which I have, which I was fortunate enough to be around and just learning every single day, trying to get better every single day. For every student athlete, the end of the athlete role road is going to come at some point. You had to make that decision. It led you to your career. How can you teach your current guys that someday this is going to end and you got to be prepared for the next step? Well, you know, as I was going through that, you know, it's hard for any athlete going through injury. Uh, you, uh, I, I was talking to people, and one guy told me, he said, hey, what do you – well, you realize or not, in four or five years, you know, most of the guys you came in with aren't going to be playing football either. So that kind of alleviated some of the pressure for me. And I, I said to myself, you know, I'm just going to do everything I can to get as healthy as I can and play to the best of my abilities. But at some point, it's going to come to the end. The thing is, as a student athlete, you never go into college thinking about when you're going to finish playing. You know, you always think about what's next and, and hopefully making it to the NFL. So it's a reality check that most people, well, some, some people will get sooner than others, but it's, uh, it is the reality of what we do. So you never know when it's going to be your last play. You got to make them all count and uh, practice and play like every play is going to be your last, which is what we tell our guys. Talking to defensive line coach Victor Ericansi, Coach Vic, and, and how do you get chemistry created with your D-line unit? 
It's just spending time together. The more time they spend together, where obviously we're going to spend time in the meeting room and on the practice field, but then even off the field, those guys hanging out, and then just getting real comfortable with each other. We joke around a lot, and, uh, you know, it's no, it never ain't hard feeling. We just want to always know that, hey, when you're in the D-line room, hey, anybody can get picked on or anything like that, and it's just – and we have a good time with that, so it's fun. And, you know, we, we like to laugh in there, and then obviously when it's time to – uh, be serious. We like to be serious. We, uh, we get serious as well. So it's just a good balance of those two, and uh, I think that helps build that camaraderie. How important is that through good times and perhaps more importantly bad times? Yeah, I mean, just the uh, for for me, it's been so impressive watching these guys this year. Uh, just everything they've been through, and uh, then coming uh, through this season and never giving up. And I think because of things they've been through, uh, they, they, they've developed that uh, mental toughness to continue and fight no matter what happens. So uh, I think the guys have it. We just got to continue to show it every Saturday that, you know, we're above the circumstances and we can, we can play and, and, and compete with anybody for four-plus quarters. So. When you finally get away from football, what do you do to relax? What do you do to have fun when it's not football-related? Uh, you know, I that's a tough one for me. You know, a lot of people joke around. I don't have a ton of hobbies. You know, I watch Netflix or something here and there. But what did you last watch on Netflix? I'm actually watching that show, You. It's a <laughs> lot. <of time>. Yeah. <laughs> Love. Love's nuts. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's unbelievable. So if you haven't watched it, check it out. But it's uh, a lot going on in that show. <laughs> Three seasons. You're absolutely right. I won't give any spoilers away. Coach Vic, appreciate the time and best look this weekend against FIU. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you. Defensive line coach Victor Ericanzi joining us on the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. A word about Coach Vic there, Coach. Yeah, he's done a great job. Uh, you know, I was able to – he actually played for one of my really good friends, Joe Bob Clements, who's the uh, defensive line coach at Oklahoma State. I coached with uh, Coach Clements at, at Kansas State. and uh, So I knew he was going to get taught the right way. Uh, actually, Coach Seiler played for Coach Clements as well. And so, you know, it was one of those things that uh, – I knew he was going to get taught the right way, and he's, he's done such an awesome job of, of demanding uh, from our defensive line. They've done a, you know, they bought in. He, he, you know, he demands a lot from them. He expects a lot from them, and uh, they've come through each and every time. Really, I mean, we've got a young group of defensive linemen now, and uh, they've really stepped up and, and done some great things. I, I'd like to see how many other teams are playing with as many, you know, freshmen, sophomores as we are. Um, but, you know, they, they've stepped up and played like uh, like veterans. And a lot of the guys are getting time, too. You, It's sort of a wave after wave type of thing, which has to be really beneficial in the second half. You know, I think that that's going to be, uh, at that position probably more than any position on the entire field, that's how it's going to be. You know, running back, we've talked about that a little bit. We're blessed because we get that at tight end. You know, uh, we, we've, got, we've got some great tight ends rolling in there. But D-line is always a place. If you don't have at least really a two-and-a-half deep, you, you are, you're in trouble. So you've got to at least have two-and-a-half deep there at the defensive line or else you're going you're gonna to wilt at the end of games. Is it easy to say that if you've got a guy that says, I need to be out here every play, he's not playing hard enough? Yeah, I mean, if if you can play more than seven or uh, seven plays at defensive line in a row, you're probably not giving the effort that you need to do. You know, you got to, you know, it's one of those things you got to be chasing the ball. You got to be doing this. You got to, you know, you got to be, you know, straining on every single play. You're you're also straining against guys who are bigger than you. You know what I mean? So I mean, if you're a defensive end, you're 245 pounds, which I mean, that's a big human being. We can all agree on. We that. agree on that. Uh, but 
you know, Nick Saladaveri is 305 pounds. So, uh, you know, you, you've got somebody really leaning up against you. And sometimes you're getting double teamed by, you know, a guy like Nick and, and a guy like Zach Kuntz or a guy like Nick and a guy like Dante. And, and, and so that's a lot of weight that you're trying to hold in there on. So if you're, if you're, try, if you're thinking you're going to be out there for 80 plays in a game, uh, you're not playing hard enough. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. You know, we passed to Halloween this past week. I, I need to get your uh, Halloween traditions or what the favorite candy is or what candy that everybody else likes and you hate, or do you hate Halloween? Uh, do you get dressed up each and every year? What's your Halloween deal, Coach Ricky Ronnie? So I, I don't dress up every year. Uh, I'm, I, I, I kind of like, oh, I'm an adult, you know, and I'm one of those sort of things. Um, but I, I did dress up this year. I was Bugs Bunny from uh, uh, Space Jam. So my wow. yeah, my wife was Lola. Uh, so did that. Even had the ears on. Uh, there is a picture out there, much to my chagrin. But yes, it is. Yeah, I, that's what I decided to do this year. Um, but most of the time, I, I don't dress up. My my kids, yeah, they'll go trick or treating. I love, I love uh, Reese's. I love Kit Kats, uh, Snickers. I like them all frozen though. Ah, I know yes, it, yes, yes. It's, it's it's so much better. You know, it's, it it totally changes everything. Uh, you know the candy I love that you only see now on Halloween is nerds. Nerds, you know. Nerds, uh, those, we got those, some. Ner- we got some nerds uh, in here. Yeah, yeah, oh, we definitely have some are, nerds in here. Yeah. <laughs> those Each are week. great. I remember when I was younger, I used to get them in uh, in uh, blizzards. Which now I think about how many blizzards I wasted doing that. But uh, I mean, it was uh, you know those things. That, you know, but you know one or two things on Halloween, it's good. Insight from the head coach of the Old Dominion University football team, Ricky Ronnie. And as we continue, we're going to hear from defensive end Marcus Haynes. He wears number nine. Also, we'll get our Lexus look ahead to you about the FIU Panthers. Don't be surprised and fooled by their record. They're better than that. We'll tell you why when we continue live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. But first, this message from Team Monarch partner Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay believes lending peace of mind goes beyond mortgages. Hey Monarch fans, Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group is a proud sponsor of ODU Athletics. We've made it our mission to lend peace of mind. We know that every borrower is unique and we're dedicated to putting you first at every step of the loan process, giving you a lending hand to help you reach your home dreams because we're here for you whenever, wherever, however. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS number 72043. NMLSconsumeraccess.org is an equal opportunity lender. Located at 600 Lynnhaven Parkway, Suite 203, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23452. The world's best pizza, and you made it. I made it. But what if no one could taste it because they couldn't find it to order online? Sad. Very sad. Luckily, 99.9% reliability from Cox Business Internet does more than help with everyday tasks. It helps connect your business to your customers. Order up! So the world's best pizza can finally reach the world. Visit coxbusiness.com for details. All services subject to Cox Business General Terms. Domestic Fuels and Lubes is dedicated to providing their customers with the highest quality products along with fast and courteous service. They have grown over the last 35 years to be the largest locally owned and operated petroleum distributor in Southeast Virginia and Northeast North Carolina. Whether you require motor rows or lubricants for your business, pumps and tanks for your construction projects, gasoline or diesel for your fleet, serving the maritime industry or heating oil for your home, you can take comfort in knowing that they are there. Visit DomesticFuelsAndLubes.com or call 757 545 100 to get in the game with domestic your exclusive radio home for the college football playoffs and championship espn radio 94.1 
Has Williams to his right. He's back to throw. Looking near side. Now looking over the middle. Now looking at a sack. Oh, how about that? Amari Morrison comes in with the first high-valve jacked-up sack of the day for ODU, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Welcome back to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Time to meet one of the Monarchs, and that's defensive end Marcus Haynes, number 9, 6'4", 251-pound defensive end out of Bowie, Maryland. Thanks for the time, Marcus. Thank you, sir. Mindset when you're playing defensive end. I mean, you, you watch on Sundays, and those guys are getting after it. You guys are too. What's your mindset going into a game? Um, speed, quickness, nastiness. Uh, you got to hit everything that moves at you. Read your keys. Play fast. How hard is it to play fast and be mindful about it 70 times a game? Because you can't do that all the time, can you? Um, just like Coach says, one to know. Might see you have a good play, clap your hands, that play is over. You have a bad play, clap your hands, that play is over. One to know each snap. You're not going to win every snap, but you got to go hard as you can every single snap and reset every play. You had a heck of a game against Tech back in 2018, a couple of sacks against the Hokies. What do you remember about that day and your performance that day? I remember slipping off the QB two times, and it should have been four sacks. But the biggest thing was uh, having something heavy on my heart, an extra chip on my shoulder, with them telling me I wasn't big enough to play for them or to play in the ACC. So I had something to prove to them and my uh, my teammates and all of my fans. People talk about chips on shoulders, whether it be bulletin board material and that type of thing. Is that real? Can that really motivate you when you need it most? Um, I feel like it's different for every person. Um, i say an example like a guy like Michael Jordan. He said he had to make fake things up in order for him to go harder against somebody. So if you uh, look at the greats, I want to be like the greats. So you got to find something to make you want to go harder. So, yeah. How do you get better each and every day? What do you try and do? Um, go back. Uh, you look at your film. You look at the little pinpoint things that you could do better. You also uh, take into account uh, your coaches. Uh, he always going to give you a few pointers. I might have said uh, you look at your uh, the guys you see on Sunday. Uh, you try to see if you can do anything and what they can do and try to put it in your own words. Uh, so, yeah. What guys do you look up to at the defensive end position? Um, a little bit of everybody. I like Bosa. I like um, Watt. I like Zimenez. I like Ward. Shoot. It's a whole bunch. It's like everybody has a whole bunch of uh, different type of moves. So if you can take everybody's moves and make them your move, then you look like everybody. As this program grows, how important is it for guys like you to look up to guys like Zimenez and Ward and pass it on down to the guys coming after you? Um, perfect example. Uh, Tim and Shane were my two old guys. One's a third-round draft pick, one's a Super Bowl champion. I might say me and Corey are Chris and Tavion's old guys. They play just like us. So hopefully if I can do whatever I can do with my career, Chris is going to be able to look that up. He can look uh, past everything. I taught him down to his uh, younger guy in two or three years, and the cycle keeps going, he's down. Talking with Marcus Haynes, number nine, any significance to the number nine? And do you like these single-digit defensive end numbers? Um, high school, uh, my coach, Coach Jackson, told me I wasn't able to get number one, so he said the last one was number nine. Ever since then, I made it uh, my pride to wear number nine. Uh, I had to work uh, three long, well, I think four long years, until Coach Ronnie came, and he told me uh, what I needed to get. I'm still on the track to get that, what we talked about. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, wearing number nine is, is very special to me. Your defensive end now, you played a little wide out in high school. Do you miss uh, making snatches? Um, I say it like this. At receiver, you have to wait for the ball to be thrown to you. On defense, you can go make every single play. So, Now, you're a comm major. What do you want to do after your football ends with that communications degree? Um, hopefully, if everything goes correct, I'm able to play at the next level. 
and then uh, through some of my connections and the people I know through my family, I'll be able to work either in front of the camera or behind the camera. Football's done. I'll be able to go work right behind the camera, work tech boards. also be able to work my camera and also be a senior tech director or whatever. I'll also be able to work um, in front of the camera as a news anchor or I'll also be able to work in front of like sports commentary, things like that. So it's just like it's, it's a whole wide range of uh, different type of uh, fields you can go into. It sort of really depends on how life goes and also about what opportunities present yourself first when you have a lot of skills. I'll bet like me and many other folks in this business, you watch games from a different angle than other people. What are you looking for? Are you looking for the camera angles? Are you looking to hear the announcers? Are you looking for replay type stuff? What, with you wanting to perhaps be in this business, what are you looking at a game looking for? Um, I say as far as camera angles, if anybody uh, ever watches ESPN and they see that sky cam view that no one ever uh, listens to or ever uh, clicks on because they have no commentary on, I feel like that is my best... Uh, camera view because you can see everything is almost like how it's almost like if I'm on the field with them I almost uh, wish that every uh, team could have the, uh, the sky cam view but uh, I think that's my favorite camera angle uh, out of everyone when you get off the field get away from football what do you do to relax uh, a little bit of yoga with my girlfriend if I'm being honest so what's your favorite pose not that I know any of them uh, I think I think it would be the child's pose just because I think that's the only one that I know by name a trip to be honest I just be following her and just be trying to uh, get in my pose and stuff it's real relaxing for us so finally for you Marcus Haynes thoughts on FIU this weekend um final thoughts for them uh, I mean everybody sees records everybody sees our records uh, you have to respect everybody at the highest utmost respect we have guys on scholarship they also have guys on scholarship so they're going to come and try to take our heads off just like we're trying to come and take their heads off. So it's just like their best players are going to get off. Our best players are going to try our best to, to do whatever we need to do. And I say that the moment we take them uh, lightly, they're going to take the game from us. So we can't even look at that. We just got to play our hardest every single down, every single uh, snap. We have to go one or no. We just have to also give them respect and also play with great sportsmanship and make sure that uh, we're doing everything the uh, correct way and everything that uh, we know we're supposed to be doing. Marcus Haynes, number nine. Appreciate the time. Good luck Saturday. Yes, sir. That is Marcus Haynes, number nine, the defensive end, 17 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. Some production out of number nine, one of uh, uh, that defensive line group that's getting it done. Yeah, those guys have, uh, you know, they've done a nice job. Like I said, I thought we really got after the quarterback uh, in the last game. They did some great things. Uh, I know that they wish they would have got a few more sacks. We were in there a couple times where we could have got them. Um, but they, they've they really done a nice job of getting in there and creating the pressure, and it helps our secondary when they do that. Time now for our Lexus look ahead, brought to you by your local Lexus dealer. We invite you to test drive a luxurious Lexus today. Lexus, experience amazing. Florida International, 1-7 overall, 0-4 in conference play. Head coach Butch Davis, uh, they won week one, 48-10 over LIU, a dry spot since then. They can pass the ball with a Maryland transfer, Max Bordenschlager, 270 a game, and Tyrese Chambers, their, their leading receiver, I believe leads the nation with 26.3 yards per catch. Yeah, he's an explosive guy. Uh, you know, he's from right up the road in Baltimore. So, you know, obviously uh, some of our guys know him and that sort of thing. But he is a very explosive player, and, and uh, they've done some nice things. You know, Coach, Coach Davis is obviously a legend uh, in, this, in this profession and I have a lot of respect for him and, and that sort of thing. You, you know, you look at it and – you know, they were winning that Central Michigan game for a long time and, and, and came back. You know, Texas Tech is obviously a, a tough opponent. Um, you know, the WKU game was, was 
you know, another game where they were in it for a long time. Really the only one they weren't were this last week against Marshall. And Marshall just played, you know, really, really well. And, and those those games happen. So uh, we, we, we have a lot of uh, respect for this team. And we know we're going to have to play well, you know, on the road uh, to get a win on the road. Our coverage Saturday night for Miami begins at 6 o'clock with the Toyota pregame show kickoff. The Monarchs and the Panthers Saturday night at 7 o'clock. It's a Thursday here in Chesapeake. We're at Wild Wing Cafe, and we've got a couple of moments remaining with head coach Ricky Ronnie. We'll get to those, but first this message from Team Monarch partner, the Virginia Lottery. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. Let's hear it for the precious metal scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Yeah, precious metal scratchers. They contain prizes ranging from... Hey, let me just mention the second chances. Sorry, it's just my last album that failed to go platinum. Here, have a platinum scratcher. (laughs) Really? Precious metal scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Loaded with prizes ranging from $5,000 to $1 million and a second chance to win over $250,000. Check out all four. For odds and more information, visit dalottery.com. Rain on Big Blue and rain on Checkered Flag. As a proud sponsor of all things Monarch Sports, Checkered Flag is bringing its A-game by offering amazing new and pre-owned vehicles that are haggle-free, commission-free, and come with a three-day money-back guarantee. With over 17 brands to choose from and a new location on the peninsula, ODU fans know they can find the perfect vehicle to show off at the next tailgate. It's a match made in heaven. ODU, where winners play, and Checkered Flag, where winners buy. Hey Monarch fans, if your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home, we have you covered. Howard Hanna is an official real estate partner of Old Dominion Athletics. Howard Hanna is the number one family owned and operated real estate company in the United States with 20 offices and over 700 sales associates and employees locally. Howard Hanna delivers a winning strategy to help make your home ownership dreams a reality. Make your next move with confidence with our exclusive 100% money back guarantee. Get in the game with Howard Hanna. We'll get you more. For all your football needs, keep the dial right where it is now. ESPN Radio 94.1. Snap is good. The ball is down. The kick is up. It has the distance. And the kick is good! Nick Rice! Good from 46 yards! And the Monarchs have their first win over an FBS opponent since November 10th of 2018! How about that? Final score, Old Dominion 23, Louisiana Tech 20. How about that? 23-20, Monarchs over La Tech. They'll look for two in a row when they take on FIU on Saturday. Don't forget the Old Dominion Football Coaches Show airs on WTKR News 3 Friday nights at 7.30 and Saturday mornings on WGNT at 11 a.m. Coach, you enjoying doing that with Mark Davis and Megan Plain and the gang from News 3? Yeah, yeah, it's been great. I mean, they they, they, they do a nice job, and uh, uh, it's been great for me, and, and they've uh, made it really easy. So, yeah, it's been a great deal. A couple of the games on the slate in the league this week is uh, highlighted by UTSA 8 and 0 4 and 0 in conference play at UTEP the Miners 6 and 2 and 3 and 1 what do you think's going to happen in that one you know i don't know uh, 
UTEP knows how to win football games, uh, but Coach Trailer, obviously their team is playing really, really well. He got uh, rewarded with a pretty awesome deal, but it, and it was deserved. And and awesome for him that you know he'd be so committed to UTSA with all the uh, things swirling around out there about him. And and uh, I I have the utmost respect for him. And the little I've you know been able to you know talk with him, he's he's been a great person. Another key game in the Eastern Division, Marshall 5-3 and 3-1 three and three and in the league, is in Boca Raton to take on the Monarchs' next opponent, the Owls of FAU. FAU's 5-3, and three, also 3-1. Three and one. Yeah, that should be a good game. A lot of athletes rolling around that field. I know it's going to be a battle, um, and uh, you know, that'll really set up the East Division. I mean, that, 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 that's a huge game uh, in our division, no doubt about it. Can you figure out Charlotte this year? The 49ers are 4-4 four and four overall, 2-2 two and two in the league. One week they'll be world beaters. The next not. They take on a 3-5 and five Rice team. The Owls 2-2 two and two in the league. Yeah, it'll be, I mean... You know, I think Rice is probably better than people think. They've played, they've played some good football, uh, and they play a little bit different too. They're going to get in some 21 and some 12 personnel, some 22 at times, and, and so it, it's hard to prepare for them. So that'll be, that'll be a good paddle. As you get your team ready for the Panthers of FIU, what's the last thing you'll tell them in the locker room? What do you want to be on their minds when they get ready to start this game on Saturday? I want them to go out there and, you know, play with energy on each and every play. You know, and, and don't let, you know, the circumstances dictate their behavior. Let's go out there and play for each other and, and play with a bunch of energy and, and have fun doing what we're doing uh, because when our team has fun, we, we generally play pretty well. Coach, appreciate the time tonight. We'll see you on the plane and uh, down there in Miami for the game against FIU. All right, thanks. That is head coach Ricky Ronnie, and it's been the latest edition of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. want to thank the gang from ESPN Radio 94.1 here in Hampton Roads, Al and Chip and Richie. want to thank Ray Ronker and the gang here at Wild Wing Cafe. What a job they do each and every week. And most of all, want to thank you for joining us for another hour of fun talk with Ricky Ronnie uh, about the Monarch football program. So for all of us here at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, Ted Alexander, good night here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. You've been listening to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Chartway makes your life more affordable. Special thanks to all our 12th Monarch fans for supporting tonight's show. We'd also like to thank our host location, Wild Wing Cafe. Serving up hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Tonight's Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show was brought to you by Team Monarch Partners. Pepsi, the official soft drink of ODU Athletics. Pepsi, that's what I like. Cox Business, from speeds up to 100 gig to cloud collaboration tools, Cox Business offers flexible and scalable solutions to drive business success at Hampton Roads. Learn more at coxbusiness.com. The Virginia Lottery. $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. ODU Online, home or away, ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. And Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay believes lending peace of mind goes beyond mortgages. Broadcast coverage of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is authorized by ODU Sports Properties, a division of Playfly Sports Incorporated, and is intended solely for the private use of our audience. Any rebroadcast or other use of the accounts and descriptions without the expressed written consent of ODU Sports Properties or Old Dominion University is prohibited. 
The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is a presentation of ODU Sports Properties in association with ESPN Radio 94.1, your home for ODU Sports and Max Media. Follow all of your favorite Old Dominion University sports at odusports.com anytime, 24 hours a day. This is the ODU Sports Radio Network.